Welcome to Geek Speak Sidekick, your number one companion to Australia's number one geek pop culture podcast and TV series, Geek Speak Live. I'm your host, Geek of All Trades, Steve Muller. And I am also here, Brendan. I, well, you won't let me use Batman Bond Correspondent, which was nope, my official... no more Batman. That was my official title. So what yeah, am I... And it has been I, stripped. What am I now? Stripped. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am Naked Brendan. You're, you're... Well, we've said it before. You're my sidekick. You're learning. We're trying to educate you on all other forms geeky. And that's what we're actually going to do this episode. There is going to be not one mention of Batman. There is not going to be one mention of Superman. There's not going to be any Avengers. There may be characters related to them, but that's about it. Not specifically. No, because... the last two episodes were pretty heavy on those and, things, because, and rightfully so. They, yeah, because there was some huge news out of that, so we kept along it. But And we said to you guys as well, you know, let us know what you want us to review. Uh, we do want to do a lot of comic reviews, older titles. I've got a few in the works, but you've got to read them first. We just need to, have, to, we just need to have a chance to read them, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, kicking straight off, kind of going on the DC thing, so (laughs) (laughs) biting my own tongue here. Um, Big news out the other day, Flash looks like he's getting his own TV series. Yes, Um, have mixed emotions about it, but um, it's, I guess it's exciting. What do you think? I, honestly, it's, it couldn't happen at a better time, because the, the success of Arrow... They, they're they're showing, well, they're seeing that these characters can hold their own titles. Like, look at, it's Green fucking Arrow has his own TV series. Mm. Look what happened with Wonder Woman. Yeah. It didn't even, like, the pilot never even got aired. I, I, I do actually have a copy of it. I haven't watched it. I need to. And people have told me it's really bad, so, so I haven't. So hopefully the Flash one will kind of continue on with the, what... Arrow has set up and actually show that there's good stuff so they can get off the other name characters that we're so sick of hearing. It's true. My my problem with it is similar to what I was saying with Batman Superman the other day. I love Arrow. It's a great show. Mm. I'm really looking forward to season two. I'm looking forward to watching season two of Arrow. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to watching The Flash Origin. I would I would rather see I, I don't know. I just think I'm a little tired of Warner Brothers balking with these characters. They have so they have a like a what would you call it? Like a just a massive warehouse full of these fantastic characters. So many of which deserve much better treatment than what they're getting, and they're just balking at everything. They're, you know, a fortnight ago it was talk of a Flash film. There's been a Flash film in the works for years, same as a Wonder oh, Woman yeah. film, and they particularly. <clears throat> Pardon me, since Green Lantern, they're getting cold feet with putting these characters on the big screen. They're going for small screen, and if you're wanting to work towards a Justice League film, small screen ain't going to do it. Well, we're not going on the Justice League film, but I am going to come back in a second to your thing about uh, the DC catalogue, the library that they have. It's just, to me, it's 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 like what we said about Superman, Batman. They've had something that I was said a no success... I no Superman, Batman. You've had something of a success <laughs> with Man of Steel... So now they're going to jam Batman in the, to get another character going. Well, that's what Arrow's they're doing with... been successful. They're going to jam another character well, that's what in. They're there. doing like Flash is apparently going to appear in episodes eight and nine as Barry Allen. No yes. powers. No, he won't have his power. He'll develop them. He'll throughout. develop them, and apparently he'll appear again in episode twenty or such. And then what after the show's finished? That when that season... season's finished, when season two of Arrow fin- is finished, so around this time next year. 
we should be ramping up towards season three of Arrow and season one of The Flash. All things go into plan. Well, I, personally, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm glad they're doing Barry Allen. I'm glad they're doing they're, some. Again, I'm glad they're doing something, but I don't know if it's what so I. See, it's one of those want. things. People often say, "Who is the best Flash? Is it Barry Allen? Is it um, Wally West? Yeah. Bart Allen slash like AKA Impulse or mm-hmm. Kid Flash?" I'm a Barry Allen fan. Yeah. They brought him back just before DC's Blackest Night a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Francis Manipal working on The Flash um, ongoing out of New 52. Fantastic writer and artist. He helps out. The artwork in that book is simply stunning. Yes. But um, speaking of Flash, uh, what out the other day? Flashpoint. Yes. N- not in Australia. No. We have to wait until the 18th of September for comes it to be out released. On, comes out on DVD and Blu-ray on the 18th of September over here. But um, Flashpoint, latest DC animated film, yes. came out. Can't so, wait to see it. Uh, I am, yes, very much looking forward to that. Uh, that will be coming up in a future Geek Speak sidekick issue. Yes. Um, didn't you mention something else was coming out on the... Oh, on the yes, on the same day that Flashpoint comes out here. So 18th of September. 18th of September. Um, there's also going to be a DVD Blu-ray release of um, a Robot Chicken DC Comics special. Um, I think it might be a two-DVD set, but it's basically just a bunch of all the DC comic um, sketches and stuff they've done on, on Robot Chicken, all compiled together in one, you know, take-home DVD package. Yeah, I, I've seen that special. Yeah, it, it's similar to their Star Wars one. Like everything is DC related, obviously mm-hmm. being a DC special. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'll be... I I haven't watched Robot Chicken in a long time. I watched that and big, it, it just started to peter off for me. Yeah, but that special was amazing. Jeff I, Johns, I think, even worked on. it. I know it did have some big names working on it. I'm sort of the same. I've never really watched that much Robot Chicken. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. I've laughed at what I've seen, but I do think this is going to be right up my alley. Now, just last bit of DC, going back to what you said before about the massive, you know, catalogue or library that these guys have, it reminded me, I haven't spoken about this, Scribblenauts. Do you know the Nintendo DS, it's also on Wii U game? I do, I'm familiar with it. it it's I basically have... one where you can write any word and it will appear. Obviously not swear words. Uh, yeah. Recent uh, iteration of the game even brought in adjectives. I'm so sure I could I know write what you're in, gonna say here. I could write in zombie cat and a zombie cat will appear on screen. Um, I don't know how I missed this when it first came out. Scribble Unmasked. Yeah, I've heard about this. Scribble with the DC universe. Mm-hmm. This is going to be huge. They have mentioned that there are at least over two thousand. Thousand yeah, there's so many DC obscure characters. characters. There's something like 140 different Green Lanterns in it. Yeah. You can put in Mogo. Mogo's a fucking planet. planet. <laughs> and then because you got the adjectives, like I could put Zombie Mogo and it would put... A zombie planet. Oh, Zombie Mogo in a bikini. <laughs> and I would have Green Lantern Planet Mogo zombified in a bikini. Actually, just looking over to my shelf there, I have the DC Comics Encyclopedia. When that oh. game comes out, we should just go page Wait, for page. Just go, because like, I was looking through articles about this, the character names that they were bringing up. like p- Characters that appeared in a few issues in the 70s. Yeah. They're all there. 
Like, I've seen a screenshot of just every possible Flash and, you know, okay, biting my tongue again, every possible Batman costume there is. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that game is going to be huge. I've never bought a Scribblenauts game. I've always wanted to. That is going to be the after first you've, one I've picked After up. you've created, like, you know, you've, you know, created the character, I guess, what do you do with them then? There, there are missions and stuff that okay. you can go along and play around with, but, gotcha. like, I haven't yet got too much into it, but I'm telling you, the day that game... I'm looking forward to that game now as much as, well, okay, nearly as much as Pokemon X and Y. Okay. October 12th. Pick it up with me. <laughs> uh, moving on, big news coming out today. Yes. Um, they are revealing the 12th Doctor. Yes. For Doctor Who. Uh, coming up this Sunday the 4th at, what was it, 7pm UK time. UK so time. By the time this issue actually airs... We'll know who the new Doctor is. We'll know who the new Doctor is. But now, a few things that have come out of this that I'm actually intrigued by. Uh, Matt Smith, Stephen Moffat, uh, Stephen Moffat's the main, main writer, mm-hmm. they're appearing on this special um, B- BBC special. The, the new Doctor Live or something. Yeah, yeah, revealing it. Now, uh, a lot of the, what would you say, the front runners, the fan, what, who fans think it may be? I think they're just the strongly rumoured. Strongly rumoured. You've got um, Peter Capaldi from The Hour. Bern Gorman, who was recently in Pacific Rim as Gottlieb, yes. Gottlieb. Uh, he appeared in, he in Dark Knight, uh, Rises, Dark Knight so. Rises as Striver, the yes. creepy guy who pays off Catwoman to get um, the finger Bruce Wayne's yes. fingerprints. Uh, Julian Reintart from Notting Hill. Dominic Cooper played Howard Stark in um, Captain America. But I know him, and I'm going to re- Abraham reference... Lincoln for. Um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Honey. I'm going that. to reference him for something that I know him from. I don't and care now, what you no, say. No, but this is a show I'm looking forward to. <laughs> um, he's playing Ian Fleming in the BBC miniseries Fleming that's coming up later this year. Now, is that BBC? I believe it is. So, so he's possibility, already affiliated. he's already affiliated. Then again, what British actor really isn't affiliated yeah, with the BBC exactly. in some way, shape or form? But um, what intrigued me about this is that they have said they reveal the man or woman yeah, well, they're talking about not just man or woman, potentially um, different, like you know, different race as well, not just white male, like Caucasian male, yeah, like you know, black female, yeah. Asian female. It, I'm, I'm real. When I saw that, I'm like, they're going to fuck with me, and they're going like, I, I applaud it. If they do bring in a female doctor, it's never been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, close with certain characters who have similar powers, but not the doctor. Yeah, I would love to see a female doctor. No one's going to replace Matt Smith on And my... on the TV show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's going to replace Matt Smith in my regard. No one will ever be a better companion than um, Karen Gillian as Amy Pond. Yep. Fuck you, Billy Piper. It is a freaking mission trying to get through your episodes, you shav. <laughs> um, I, I, I've, I've tried. But I, I, when I saw Man or Woman, I was like, that's <laughs> quite interesting. But what I love, too, is how they went about casting it. Yeah. They did a show called Houdini. Now, they spelt the who as in H-W-O. Yes. So, it seemed like it might be a new show. The people who were auditioning didn't know that they were auditioning for, for the 12th doctor. doctor. Who they were working with didn't realise that this was potentially the 12th Doctor. Too bad if they didn't so want to be all... in Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're the next Doctor. I hate that fucking show. <laughs> Um, so no, it's it's been interesting how they've gone about it, but I'm looking forward to that news coming out. So yes, by the time you hear this, the news will be revealed. Yes. Honestly, I'm hoping for a female doctor, because a, um, 
a very good friend, my best friend. It sounds um, so funny you saying that. My best friend's mother, she's a pop culture professor. Okay. She linked an article the other day to someone from, I think it was The Guardian, about women in time travel. Mm-hmm. Never happens. No. Actually, think about all the main protagonists who get to jump back and forth through time and, you know, survive and do all the fun stuff. Well, there's Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, Wade. But it's always males. Yeah. Um, it, it was stemmed from this new movie coming out with Rachel McAdams that it's the third film she's been in that has to do with time travel and the third one that she doesn't actually get to time travel. Cause she time was, Traveler's Wife? Time Traveler's what Wife. The uh, there's a new one called Almost Time. or I can't remember the names. Yeah. But the, And any characters, female characters that do get to travel through time are often um, killed or something happened. Look at even... Um, in Back to the Future, um, yeah. Michael J. Fox's girlfriend. She starts asking questions. Um, Doc knocks her out. <laughs> yeah, it was a simpler time So back then. I would love to see a woman doctor, in, a female doctor in Doctor Who. Yep, so, yeah, you know, that, that was a really little interesting piece of news for me um, today. I was, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. So Doc, Doctor Who's not my thing, mm. but I'm... I'm I am excited because I know a lot of people that are into yeah. it hardcore. I'm excited for all of those people. If you want to get into it, for me, I started with Matt Smith. And that was the problem because after I watched Matt Smith, Christopher Eccleston, he's great, um, but Billy Piper made it really hard. David Tennant, he was a lifelong fan. Like, he was writing Doctor Who fan fiction <laughs> when he was fi- um, in year five. Yeah. But again, Billy Piper as the companion for a lot of the st- start of his just can't get through it yeah matt smith never liked doctor who okay he's in my opinion from what i've seen of all the others and you know we got to meet sylvester mccoy McCoy, at gold coast uh supernova honestly best doctor so it's going to be a hard nut to you know yeah it's going to be hard to replace him but it's um, it's similar i guess the uk um the brits kind of have it down between doctor who and bond and I mean, Bond had his 50th anniversary last year, Doctor Who's 50th anniversary this year. Oh yeah, they know like, how to keep something running. Yeah. And I swear to God, if Americans, there, there's been rumours about it for a while, about doing a Doctor Who movie and making it all Americanized, I will cut a bitch. I don't... You know, I do not want that to happen. You know they've remade The Inbetweeners? What? The Americans, yeah. It comes out on DVD here soon. Uh, uh... It's uh, the first season, and from what I've heard... It's word for word, scene for scene, exactly the same as the Which, British one. If you, you, but it's so like, the British. It, it's such a British humor show. Skins, skins didn't work. Um, what was the other one? Um, it's by the same people as Skins. It had William H Macy in the Americanized version. Shameless. Shameless. That actually did well. YouTube American IT crowd. It still had the same guy who played Moss, but it had Joel McHale. I think instead. because they had the one st- the one home run with the office. Yeah, they've tried it with IT else. crowd. I it is terrible. I love Joel McHale, but it again script script for script, word for word, it just didn't translate. It was no. terrible. See, I refuse to watch their version of Death at a Funeral because I've heard there's a new show. I a friend asked me to try it. Uh, Blue Mountain State. They said sure if you like. In between is you'll like it. Okay. Another British one, so you know you can't go wrong there. But um, moving on, we uh, we've been wanting to see a few movies. We've been seeing a few movies. I've seen a lot of movies this week. Now I'd like to talk about The World's End, which is the recently released um, Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright 
uh, Nick Frost film. Yes. The finale of the... Cornetto what? Trilogy. Cornetto Trilogy, yeah. I've forgotten that's what it was called. However, Todd and Wade saw it last night. They did. They're podcasting tonight. Their They're first also big one fans. Since... Um, since our t- break. Since, yeah, since their break. Boys, we're going to leave that one for you. We don't want to um, cut in. We'll uh, just... Yeah, that's all yours. Don't want to cut your ass. However, today... I saw... This isn't at all confusing. I I saw This Is The End. Different film. Different film. Same kind of premise and both out at the same time. Yeah. Um, The the one I saw is of... Well, the premise of The World's End is they're doing a pub crawl and from the previews... Same premise being it's about a a film, a comedy set around the apocalypse. Yeah, basically. Because this is the one where you've got people like... Who is it? Seth Okay, so your your main um, crux of... of, I'll say characters, because they are playing characters, but they're essentially playing themselves. So you've got James Franco, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Jay Brichell, Danny McBride, Craig Robinson. So Um, that typical... It's like there was a... About a year ago, there was this... Or a year before, there was an article like, they're the new Rat Pack... Like kind this, of, you yeah. see them in everything. They always work together. All yeah. usually Judd Apatow. And I mean, related. yeah, they, I mean, you've got people like Michael Sarah's in there, Emma Watson's in there, mm. um, oh, you know, David Crumholtz. Like, I mean, Rihanna's in. But it. now the Paul thing is Rudd's with them, they're it. all in it. They're all playing themselves. But they play themselves. That's the yes. whole thing, isn't that it? That was the part that had me interested. That's where I was like, you know what? This sounds original enough that I wouldn't mind checking it out. Um, it was pretty good. Like it. It was one of those movies, I was going into it knowing this is going to be fucking stupid. But it's going to be that stupid, it's probably going to be funny. Mm. And it was. Like, it really, really was. I may be seeing it tonight. Or I There's, may be seeing more variety. I, I just need to put in there, for Wade, mm. there is one part in the film, and it, it sort of goes a little bit um, into the the demons and things that um, would, you know, if if the Bible were, you know, if it all turns out to be true and everything, okay. like demons and things like that. There is a demon dog that Ooh. runs around in this film. And, Ginge, if Ghostbusters had have been made today, it's what the Zool dogs would have looked like. Oh, don't tell me that, because they freaked the shit out of me if, when I was a kid. Like the creepy dog in NeverEnding Story I as honestly well. reckon for the demon dog, they have used the Zool dog as oh, their point of reckon? reference. And it, it's... It, I thought it was fucking awesome. Um... Oh, look, Geek Speak rating out of five. I'm going to give the overall movie two and a half. I'll meet you halfway with that. I know okay, that doesn't sound. So it's not. I know nothing, it it's sound, nothing amazing, but no, it's a stupid stoner comedy, which you expect from that crew. Which made me laugh a lot, mind yeah. you. Like Craig Robinson in every movie I see him in, he has some of the funniest lines. Yeah. Um, but for the, I will say this now, for the finale of the film... No spoilers, I haven't seen it. I'm giving it four and a half out of five, just for the finale. Anyone who grew up in the 90s, just trust me, go and see this film simply for the finale. Simply for the, sit through it, just for that end. I was laughing so much, I had tears running down my face. You wet yourself, admit it. I, yeah, it... The, the finale is worth sitting through the film for. And it is a fucking absurd movie. So, Geek Speak rating out of five, two and a half. Two and a half. For the finale. Yeah, four and a half. Four and a half. Nice. Cracked now, me up. Another film that you've seen, which only came out the other day, I haven't seen it. I, as I said, I may be seeing it again. I may be seeing it for the first time tonight. Yes. The Wolverine. Yes. Um, now, we won't go too much into this because I would like to actually talk about this film as well. I I really want to talk about it. if I do see it, 
tonight we will have a full review in the next issue. I'm warning you now, it will be spoiler-ridden. Yes. So if you don't... and It's also to give other people a chance to see it. Because we don't want to spoil something when it's only been out for a few days. It's only been out a week, so... So, Give um, everyone a chance to see it, but I, I can tell you now, there is a lot I want to say about this film. Yeah, because judging by what from what you were putting on social media, you liked it, but at the same time had your... I was getting bagged out by several people, you know, me saying included. I, I didn't like it because there was not, wasn't enough Batman in it, which... To hey, me, I said that. I know, and you weren't <laughs> the only one. But to be quite frank, you know, I, I like all comic book films. I really enjoy all the Marvel films. Yep. I lo- you know, I love... X-Men 1 and 2. I yeah, I just there's a lot that I want to say about this Did film. Did you stick around for the for... post credit scene? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because it's I, I checked out with every film I go into now and I've heard that they they haven't had one for a while but this does have it. So It's one of the best parts of the film. Okay, cool. Well, a movie that see, I kind of wish you had seen it because I've been wanting to talk about this since before I went to Melbourne. Go for it, Pacific Rim. Spoil the fucker. Because this want. has been out for a fair few weeks. If you haven't seen it, prepare for spoilers. Because I don't think you even want to see... Well, you it's should. Something, it's something I will watch, but I'll probably wait for DVD. And by, So by then, you've forgotten all the spoilers anyway. Um, Pacific Rim. Guillermo del Toro and Travis Beecham's love story to Japanese kaiju films. Um, yeah. sto- st- stories like Ultraman and everything. Giant fucking monsters beating the crap out of mechs like and the vice most, versa. The most popcorn movie that it is, and made. now this is where I really hate what people have been saying. Like you get all these reviews coming out saying, "Oh, it's just one, you know, hour and a half or two hour, however long it was, um, toy commercial and everything." Oh, the characters weren't that great. Oh, the story was subpar. It's fucking giant monsters fighting giant mechs. What do you expect? Yeah, see that an was Oscar-winning performance. I and I disagree. I reckon the story was brilliant. I reckon the character there were some great characters in there. Charlie Day pretty much plays with the character he plays in everything. But I like these characters. The soundtrack by um oh Raman Jawadi. I'm sorry. I'm apologise if I got the name name wrong. He's the guy who does the Game of Thrones score. Oh, yeah. I I've got that soundtrack now. It is the most. Every time the music was playing, it's one of those films where you start rocking your head going, yeah, fucking punch him in the face. <laughs> it, it's brilliant. It's very well done. It is. It was written by Travis Beecham. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the idea. He was walking along beach one day, all fog was rolling in over, a, you know, in America you get those jetties and they've got the big Ferris yep. wheel on them. And the fog had obscured everything, but there were just parts of the um, Ferris wheel sticking out. And he said, like, this giant mech coming through Yeah, inspired him to write this. Um, the the monsters are called kaiju in okay. reference to kaiju films, and basically the premise is they've um you know they never came from outer space they actually came from the ocean from okay this, from this rift yeah uh, they call it the drift and they come out wipe out a heap of shit humans resolve to fight them build giant mechs punch the crap out of them typical story mm-hmm. it ends in a way where they could honestly end it they wouldn't need a sequel yeah. They are doing a seat. They, they, they well, yeah, because they were waiting for how it did at the box office. 
But there is stuff that they have said, yep, we could do this in the sequel. We want to. They want to make a proper video game out of it. Okay. Uh, well, it looks one, like it's made for that. It, it really is. Like, they've got an iOS game, you know, just a standard yeah. little fire game. But they want something that they work on for three years mm-hmm. and develop this into this massive video game of, you know, you maybe you can customise your own mechs and there's all these monsters and... Sounds right up your alley. It's in... <laughs> it's in 3D, honestly... Uh, not needed. Ah, fuck 3D. Um, there are parts where you're like, oh, that kind of could work in 3D. It's a very dark film, though, especially during the fights. Yep. It's always at night. It's always raining. So you've got a lot of kinda water. Lose it. That kind of hides the detail. Yep. But it's one of those ones where if you're wearing 3D glasses, which are dark, and you're watching a dark film, yeah. it's kind of going to diminish that. Honestly, you don't need to see it in 3D. The bioluminescence of the kaiju is just... It's eerie, and some wow. of, there's so they're they're kind of based off sea creatures, but then at the same time, there's this one that's based off a type of turtle, but it's also very gorilla-like, jumping around. Okay. And honestly, every time some of these scores start, some of the score starts playing as a mech walks out, you're just sitting there going, <laughs> "Oh, shaking the mic." Yeah, I did. So, um, brilliant film. Yeah. Yes. It's not going to win an Oscar for story, yeah. for acting. I want to mention that in a minute. Keep going. But it's just a fun film. If yeah. you like robots or mechs, if you like giant monsters, it, like Godzilla and Mothra and all those stories that we've grown up on, mm-hmm. you're going to love this film. <coughs> Getting a bit away from me. <laughs> what I also loved is they brought out a comic called Pacific Rim Tales from Year Zero. What it is, is um, kind of tells us parts that they couldn't fit into the film. Yep. Setting up I some of I do like the... how films do that. They do yeah. like a prequel comic or things like that. Setting up some of the characters, like their history. So it's good to actually read it after you've seen after, the film. Yep. Because it would spoil certain character... Yep. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say plot twists or anything, but their relationships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It shows how the first... Uh, they, they call them Jaegers, the mechs. And the best one, like the latest one that's all general kick-arsery, it's actually Australian. Okay. Uh, oh, life of me, the name's getting away from him. The American one's Gypsy Danger, the Chinese one is Crimson Typhoon, um, Russian one is, I think, Cherno Alpha. I'm getting all the toys. <laughs> okay. I, I've ordered them all, I'm ordering them all online. The, the figures are, fin- are just, oh, they're, they're going on display. But yeah, the the comic was written by Travis Beecham, the writer of the film. That's always to good. fill in the stuff that because he's like that. He wants he's he's obviously got it in his head. He's like me, where I want to know every little detail. I've gone on the Pacific Rim wiki. I've read every detail about every kaiju and every Jaeger yeah. because I like the details, and that's why he did the comic. So you can find it online. You can find it in your local comic shop if they don't have it. Flip tables, as Todd and Wade say. So, Pacific Rim? Pacific G- Rim. Geekspeak rating out of five? Geekspeak rating out of five. I'm giving it, for its pure, unadulterated fun, four and a half. Okay. You can disagree with me if you want. I don't care. That is what I'm giving it. You don't have to like the film. You could like the film. I, I hope you like the film, because I loved it. Yeah. I'm giving it four out of five. You may disagree with me, but for what it is... Yes, it is an hour and a half toy commercial. That's what I want every now and then. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was just going to mention quickly. I mean, again, it's no secret 
Massive Batman fan. Mm. Love the Nolan films. Yeah. But I have noticed, particularly love The Dark Knight, but I have noticed since that film came out, these blockbuster, you know, comic book, action, superhero type movies now, if it's not The Dark Knight, everybody thinks that I just find these movies are getting all picked com- to shreds yeah. these days. And as much as I love that film, it's kind of starting to become a bit of a like a Dark Knight curse. That if mm. not every one of these big blockbuster films doesn't live up to or have the that, story that depth, one expectation. Yeah, it's it was Dark Knight was the exception to the rule. It's not the sta- like it shouldn't. I mean, it kind of should be the standard in the way of it's it should not be the trying rule. To make, yeah, it's the exception to the rule. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it's just. Same with Man of Steel, like the criticisms about that film, about all the you know the smashing of buildings and stuff, and it's like to it's me, his first day on the me, job. To me, it was you can't have it both ways. You can't whinge for six and a half, seven years since Man, um, Superman Returns came out, or going back even further to the seventies. Mm. You can't complain in all those films that Superman doesn't punch anything. Then they give you a movie where he punches fucking everything and, you and complain then complain about it. about it. I know it, it doesn't have to be one or the other. They, I'm sure they'll get to a happy medium. But they gave you what you've been yep. begging for. And it was a big blockbuster Superman movie. And like, that is why I am giving Pacific Rim four and a half out of yeah. five. Because it is just a big blockbuster film mm. That you just want to see for its enjoyment value. It's like when I saw This Is The End today. I went and saw it because I hadn't gone and seen a stupid fucking comedy for a long time. Yeah. And this is a stupid fucking comedy. And I got what I wanted. And see, when you go in without this expectation of everything, who knows? You could love it. Something so stupid or immature, juvenile, mm. not, not well scripted. Who cares? Especially in Pacific Rim. The special effects are amazing. The fight scenes are ridiculous. Mm. It's just a great film. And uh, with that whole expectation thing, I mean, I'll talk about it more in the next issue, but with Wolverine, again, the criticisms I've got for saying it's only okay, I went into that film, honestly, with no expectation. I wasn't really looking forward to seeing a Wolverine movie, so anything that happened in the film, to me, was going to be, well, this this is great, because I went in, I didn't expect a thing. And my, I think that's why my, my overall feelings of the film were it was okay. It's because yeah. I didn't have any expectations. I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't blown away either. Well, Did, as I said, next issue because I, you know, I want to see it. We'll give that a make full sure you in see it before the next review. issue. Very spoiler ridden, so we're warning you now. Go um, and see the Wolverine. <laughs> but until then. If you want to hear or see more of Geekspeak, head along to youtube.com forward slash Geekspeak Australia. Check out the videos. We've had a few go up recently. Uh, Claire Kramer from Gold Coast Supernova. Yes. Uh, big geek herself. She is. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GeekspeakAU. Check us out on Facebook for everything else. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash TV. As we said, Todd and Wade are podcasting tonight. That will go up in... Well, I say a couple of days now, but it'll actually have gone up a couple of days ago Cryo. from when you're listening to this. I can't wait to get so, some time oh. late oral pleasure. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, <laughs> I'm your host, Geek of All Trades, Steve Muller. And I am Naked Brendan. Geek out! <laughs>